Welcome to the hour. I'm Becky. And I'm Tori. And on this week's show... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. Hey, hey. Shut the fuck up. We don't want to hear from any men this week. We're so sorry. Welcome to the hour. I'm Jeff. And I'm Jason. And on today's show... Kavanaugh? More like Kevin Nah, bro. Wait, what? They confirmed him? Fuck you, Joe Manchin. And Susan Collins. And Lisa Murkowski. And all the Republicans. Free Melania! The Nobel Peace Prize goes to a woman? I thought that was going to Trump this year. Oh, fuck you. Sorry. Hey, baby, I like the look of your croissants. I'll kick you in the croissants. How about that? Sorry. Record number of women running for office. What's next? Marathons and our own bodily autonomy? What? Sorry. (laughs) Hey, Jeff. Guess what? What? We got two guests today. Excellent. And they're both women. Even better. Indeed. Why women? Well, because... The world sucks because men are terrible. Yes, that's correct. We are. And that's what Republicans are framing this whole thing as. Yeah, right and now. we wanted to, uh, you know, talk about this, uh-huh. but I think we've heard enough from white men uh-huh. this week. So why don't we have some guests on? So we have... Uh, we have Becky returning from a previous show. Yes. And we have a new guest, Tori. What's up? Hi. <laughs> Thanks for coming. How are you guys today? Not bad. I, I want to caveat this with they decided they wanted women and then they were basically like we need an old priest and a young priest <laughs> and i, I need an be... old millennial and a young millennial <laughs> so i get to be the old one um so that's the really power of spunkin pumpkin spice pump, spunkin <laughs> that's a very different thing uh, <laughs> um i speak english real well it's great that i podcast <laughs> jason doesn't word good i don't I don't. Yeah. So, yeah, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Thanks for uh, inviting some more voices to the table. I know. <laughs> it's a great setup, too. <laughs> Literal table, great. all sitting on children's um, furniture. <laughs> At the round table today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, how was your weeks, Jeff? How was your week? It was fine. So, speaking of older millennials, I went and saw Eliza Schlesinger. Oh, she's great. She is really great. The elder millennial thing. And it was really funny. (laughs) I feel like Tori was like, no, fuck her. I'm just not a fan. Really? (laughs) Yeah. So, Sarah said the same thing. Like, what about her specifically? The humor just doesn't get me. I don't laugh. Oh, well, that's not. (laughs) I feel like the self deprecation of both being a woman and being a millennial is just too forced. Ah. It's not like a casual joke. It's like, oh, look at me. I'm a woman. <laughs> it's not funny. It's just not funny to me. That's, and also she's a goat. That's accurate. <laughs> yeah. Incredibly accurate. Uh, so, uh, Tori, how was your week? Normally I say I can't complain, but uh, I, I've got some complaints this Uh-oh. week. A lot of them aimed to the Senate. <laughs> some of them aimed to the Red Wings, but that's oh, life. Man. <laughs> All of them aimed toward a bunch of men. For the most part, yeah, but also some of those some of those Republican women on the Senate. Little known fact, all of the Red Wings are men. What? All That's of them. True. I Every thought they were wings. <laughs> I've never been to hockey. I just <laughs> However, all of the the like in-house game time announcers were women. Hmm, interesting. But that may be more for aesthetic value. I've actually never been to a game either. A hockey game? No, it's never. It's quite fun. I've been to baseball, but that's it. Just recently they had, uh, or I think just this season, they started having the first, like, two female broadcasting team for NFL football. Hmm. Yes. Which is nice. Yep, I yeah. saw that. Hmm. They probably had to explain themselves away a lot to get there. <laughs> <laughs> You're a woman. What do you know about football? (laughs) Uh, How you doing, Becky? Not bad. I mean, I'm pretty sure that my rights are all going to get stripped away. But other than that, I'm super good. Um, But you guys are talking about women and announcers and stuff. And this week I had this conversation at work where my boss is always, like, super put together. Like, she's so, like, stylish and good-looking and... I always aim for, like, half a step above bag lady when I leave the house. (laughs) Like, if I can achieve that, I feel pretty good about myself. So we had this conversation where another coworker was complimenting my boss on how great she looked. And uh, she was like, I have to look like this. Like, I could get pulled into really high-level meetings at any point, and I have to look like I belong there. Meanwhile, you 
male colleague in the room could walk in in sweatpants and because you're a dude, everyone just assumes you know everything anyway, so, like, you get away with whatever, whatever you want. And he was like, well, even if that wasn't the case, you women would dress like this anyway because you're all competing with each other. And I just sat oh. there and thought, I, like, I, I literally shouted, false! I would walk in here looking like a trash bag. I do not care. But then I had this moment of like, oh, God, is that why I'm not taken seriously? So, like, now I have this existential crisis happening that I don't I, think, I don't know what to do with it. I think you could wear sweatpants, but you just have to put, like, a kielbasa sausage down the front so everyone can see your dick. <laughs> or write, like, juicy on the ass so you everyone knows that that's... You just have to go that and do that, like, man-spreading thing. <laughs> <laughs> So, so yeah, it, this has come up a couple times in my week, and it's it's different. That sounds horrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jeff is going to have a lot of apologies, like, and this is going to be the kind of apologies where, like, he doesn't even call me four days later, he just or text me four days later about them. He just does them in the moment in case I might be upset. On behalf of all men. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> he might ask one of us to slap him later. <laughs> a couple more whiskeys down. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I guess we can get right into it, huh? Let's just let's just. Uh, so Jason, yesterday, how was your week? I don't oh, know. oh my gosh, we didn't I ask didn't. you. No one cares <laughs> no about one cares Jason. About me. <laughs> you See, know why? Women still include you guys. Uh, See, oh thank you. I was gonna say no Even one cares because I'm a I'm a white male, and so no one cares about me, right? That's what that's, that's what they're saying that's on the Trump television. It's very so dangerous for white men these days. The very we'll get into that. Are you afraid to leave your house now, guys? I am. I'm afraid that like someone's just gonna walk up and say I assaulted them. I've always been afraid to leave my house, but that's <laughs> completely unrelated. <laughs> uh, my week was okay, I guess. I, I spent all of it reading. Mm. So we I had a whole bunch of schoolwork this week, and so I spent literally the entire week reading about, first, terrorism, because one of my classes is on the history of terrorism, and then about slavery, and because my other class is the history of slavery. So How far a, back does your terrorism class go? So it doesn't cover like specific incidences of terrorism. It covers the study of terrorism. Mm. And so we discuss, you know, what is terrorism and how it's not really necessarily the best term and the problems that the, there's not a good definition for it because, you know, a lot of it has to do with supporting the state and supporting people in power. And uh, so just kind of looking at how there are big issues when we deal with that thing. Uh, a lot of it, like last week, some of the reading was talking about that modern terrorism started about 100 years ago in like the late 1800s in Russia. And so that's kind Doesn't of been... everything problematic start in Russia? <laughs> Did you guys hear about the uh, person who's going to be the top prosecutor for Putin getting killed in a random... Helicopter crash. I'm sure it was just an accident. The pilot supposedly had like two bullet wounds in his back and a piercing through one of the blades. Like so random. But he just clipped some trees. (laughs) Maybe the trees were shooting at him. Maybe. I hate when I randomly get shot. You know, it's those it's those environmentalist trees. They're getting by, they're starting environmental terrorism. It's the happening, but it's the, they have bullets well, you know, now. Their peaceful protests were not being accepted. Uh, so yeah, that was that was basically my entire week. Slavery. I feel like if and, you read enough of these books, like you're gonna hit a point where Rudy Giuliani just pops up in your house and he's like, <laughs> "Hey, not eleven. <laughs> yes, if I look in the mirror th- and say Rudy Giuliani three times, he'll just appear. Oh I, I swear, though, I like Bloody Mary was scary. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, HD has not been good for some of these guys. Like they're way oh. too old to be on on television. Like Rudy Giuliani oh, yes. looks like the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> so I mean, wait, you're saying that they need to get work done, like they women do. have had to do for yeah, years. Yeah, maybe some makeup, a little bit of you know. If they just smile more. <laughs> no, they, I don't want him to smile more. No. Have you seen those teeth? Oh, no. His top teeth are fine because they're new, but his bottom teeth are like <laughs> a million years old like he is, and they're just horrible. It's not about looks, though. It's just about making them feel like they're in their place. Yeah, that's true. Well, his place is a coffin because he looks like a <laughs> he looks like a skeleton with skin. Like I, I went to the, the museum, and they had some, some mummies, and I was like, Rudy, is that you? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I guess I guess now we can get into it now that everyone yeah. knows about my 
my week of reading. Yes, I'm glad we. I'm glad we. Uh, we covered that. Yeah, yeah. we were included. It was a good, Equality for all. Right. Unfortunately, it's about time white men have had <laughs> a chance to have have a say. chance to have their voice heard. <laughs> so, so speaking of white men having their voices heard, uh, I like beer. <laughs> Do you, you like, like beer? beer? I like beer. I've always liked beer. Do you like beer? I like beer now. I like beer later. <laughs> I like beer here. I like it near and far. I would like it in a car. I would drink it in a box. Uh, I would drink it with a fox. (laughs) So I have this, I have a cousin who's now, he's 16, but when he was really small, he was prone to just like weird conversations with people. And at one point he was at one of his sister's like 4-H things and he crawled up on the bleachers and sat next to a guy and he was like, hey, hey, do you like beer? My mom likes beer a lot. Oh, no. And I feel like... He should have been at the uh, hearing. I feel like he would have been an asset at the hearing. Yeah, instead of uh, hiring a woman, they could have just hired him to ask the questions. (laughs) Uh, Have you ever tried beer in the morning? No? You should try it. You might like it. These are literal conversations that I witnessed. (laughs) Did anyone see the... uh, the mashup that they did with Brett Kavanaugh and Samuel L. Jackson from Pulp Fiction. Oh, it was amazing. No, but I wish that I had. Oh, my gosh. It was great. It was, you know, from uh, he's Pulp asking. Fiction. It was when they were talking to, to Brett in Pulp Fiction. And they kept cutting, like, they cut to his saying, like, I like beer. And, you know, then Lindsey Graham started yelling. And Samuel L. Jackson's like, I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. Yes. <laughs> no, it's fantastic. We should we should put it on the Twitter. So. The Twitter. We'll put it on the line. Oh, so so you can old. See. <laughs> the Twitter. We'll put it on that American online. <laughs> oh, I love my American online. It's delightful. Uh, so, yes, yesterday, Brett Kavanaugh, as expected, got confirmed to the Supreme Court. <sighs> can I just say, I called it. <laughs> and I don't usually do this uh, because of low self-esteem. But I said, whatever's the worst thing that could happen is what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. And then it happened. Yeah. I, I mean, to be fair, that's your that's your philosophy about everything. So you are bound to be right at some point. It's working. <laughs> it's working these days. I, uh, I'm sorry, but I wish that you were wrong. Me too. <laughs> Me too. So he was confirmed by one of the slimmest majorities ever in a Supreme Court nominee. He won 50 votes to 48 votes. Because uh, cowards. Basically. Uh-huh. Uh it was a down down the line. It was a party vote. Every single Republican voted for him, with the exception of Lisa Murkowski, who just voted present. Balzac. Uh, definitely. <laughs> and uh, every Democrat except Joe Manchin from West Virginia voted Fuck. for him. And he di- I know why he did it. He's running for re-election this year in West Virginia. Balzac. And, yes, he is a cowardly Balzac. But it's a political calculus. He's doing it because he needs people to vote for him 29 days from now. But then at the other hand, like... So that everything we... that he tries to pass in his, the rest of his years in that seat doesn't matter because it'll be overturned by the Supreme Court? And do so we really need purpose? a Democrat who votes rep- with Republicans? Like, is no. that much... I mean, uh, there's the thing. thing. No one needs that. Like, Democrat or Republican, they're not doing what the majority of the constituents want. So Mm -hmm. what's the point? And, well, the problem, too, is that the, you know, Trump likes to say, the system is rigged. So rigged. It is rigged, but not in the way that he thinks. Yeah, it's rigged for him. So since 2000, there have been two contested elections where the majority have voted for the other person. Uh, Al Gore in 2000 won more of the popular vote, and Hillary Clinton won more of the popular vote. Had those two elections gone the way the people wanted, currently on the Supreme Court, it would be seven liberal judges and two conservative judges. It would match the mood of the country. The alternate reality of America. (laughs) But all those people in real America are very happy. This is what they wanted. Where is real America exactly? Like, can you draw me a map to it? Yeah, it's in Alabama. <laughs> I like that a lot. Is of the... it just real America and nothing else in Alabama? It's like Toby Keith's America. That's oh. that's what we're living in right now. <laughs> Red Solo Cup. <laughs> that's also college America, I think. When we were in, uh, we went to the Women's March on Washington on the day of uh, the Devil's inauguration and... Um, 
we were on a, a train or a metro, or whatever, to uh, the Capitol, and I guess Toby Keith was performing at the inauguration, and there are these women that were in there, and they're like, "We just saw Toby Keith. He's a national treasure." I'm like what? Ooh. Like oh. like. The same way Nicolas Cage is announced. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, well, I guess I should have been a cowboy. He's the American Indiana Jones. <laughs> Nicolas Cage is a Wait, wasn't person. Indiana Jones the American Indiana Jones? Mm, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no. Can you uh can you not silence women, please? <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> now you have to be sorry. Jeff's been sorry already. I'm sorry. I'm also still sorry. <laughs> so so as I was doing the research on this, I saw a quote that Trump gave. And I started reading it, and I was like, wait, what is he saying? Because he said, women, I feel. Wait, wait, many do ways. you have to do this as Trump, or do you have to do it as FDR? It's I feel like when quote. it's Trump, I always just do it the as Trump. The rule is Trump. Yeah. Okay. When it's anyone else, I have to do it in, in FDR. But when it's Trump, okay. I get to do Trump. So he said, women, I feel, we're in many ways stronger than men in this fight. And I was like, wait, what? But then he went on and said, women were outraged at what happened to Brett Kavanaugh. They're outraged. Yeah, we were outraged mm. that it wasn't more effective, you dipshit. I'm outraged. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I am outraged at Brett, but so, not at what happened to him. So here's my problem with, with this process and with being a woman in this country right now as it stands. is like growing up female is is weird in this country because you're taught – all of the things that you should do to protect yourself while you are made painfully aware that the people who would you would be protecting yourself from are not being taught that they shouldn't do things that you would need to protect yourself from mm-hmm. them. Um, there's a weird sense of helplessness that comes from being a woman. And that's not to say, like, I am... I am a strong woman. Mm-hmm. I don't take shit from a lot of people. But there is that, this... this overwhelming sense of helplessness that I have no control over what happens to me, be it in a parking lot when someone wants to overpower me, be it in the laws that are passed about my body by men who have none of my parts, mm-hmm. who don't get a say in any of this. Who don't even understand. Don't even understand how those parts work. Did you hear the? There was a senator. I can't. I can't remember. I just saw it, but he said something like, "If I were a woman and I was over fifty-three, I wouldn't need a gynecologist anymore." Or yes, you would. Because shit can go wrong. It doesn't just fall out. <laughs> no, it can though. Does it? It can. Oh, no, it does. That's oh, a like that's a medical thing, thing that can oh, happen. Yikes. But it like, also can just shut that shit down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, I have never felt quite so helpless as a woman as I did in these moments when I'm watching a man who was very credibly accused. Of something horrific that happened. And yeah, okay, it was in high school. It doesn't matter to her. She was been, she's been talking about this in therapy for years because she couldn't handle what it did to her on a physical and mental level. So, like, he was credibly accused and everybody said, we hear you and we believe her, but we don't give a fuck mm-hmm. that that's a problem for any of you. Because what's more important is that... At the end of the day, when somebody has to vote to impeach Trump or overturn something from Trump, he's going to say, oh, the president is not beholden to these laws. And that's all anyone gives a shit about. They don't give a shit about half of this country who has been victimized. I don't know one woman in the world who doesn't have a story about being victimized Mm -hmm. by a man in ways that were like, funny to them. And I'm sure that Brett Kavanaugh, when he was doing this, was very like, boys are going to be boys. Like, this is cool. I went through you fuckers witnessed it. Um, I'm pointing at the guys, that, which doesn't really help in, in a podcast. We're sorry. Um, very sorry. But in high school, I was... In a program where there was a male who was a participant who was constantly touching me in inappropriate places. In public, on a fucking stage, where everyone watched and everybody kept saying, did you notice that he's doing that? And nobody did a thing. In fact, the adult, I use that that term very loosely, in the room told me, stop making such a big deal about it. I need more boys for this program. Well, this is the same adult that generations later continues to make most of the girls in the program feel incredibly uncomfortable 
But, to but the no point, one believes any of those girls who say, I'm terribly uncomfortable because this man in this situation has the power. And in, in the same vein, even if they were believed, they had some of them saying, oh, well, this is happening, but I don't want you to go solve this problem because of the repercussions that could happen to me for standing mm-hmm. up for myself. And that is being a woman in America in a nutshell. Yeah. That even your own gender sometimes will stand against you because they're worried about their own well-being because there is a pervasive fear that, yeah, you could stand up, but now I might have to pay for what you admitted to because that person is going to take it out on me. And it was fine when it was happening to just you. Like, hey, Tori, so sorry that you're constantly being groped, but if you stop him from doing it to you, he might come do it to me, so you need to just take one for the team. I think, personally, that's been one of the more frustrating things to the whole Kavanaugh thing. I've seen, like, Kelly and Conway and all of these other women stand up and say, well, you know... I, I was sexually assaulted, too, but you just have to, just you know, take it. responsibility for your own life because what other people take their free will and choose to do to you is always going to be your fault for what, any reason. What were you wearing? Were you were smiling you drinking? enough? Did you have a couple drinks? Yeah. Were you maybe leading them on? Did you give them the wrong idea? Did you say yes for a moment to maybe kissing but say no to the rest of it, but... That wasn't clear. So the, the the yes for one thing meant yes for everything. And, I mean, we teach boys in this country through, through media, through movies, through whatever, that, like, women are a thing to be one. And if you're just persistent enough, you can have them. If I, you just keep trying. I think it's it's so much more ingrained than people realize, too. I've been in a situation with a boss of mine in a workplace that was exhibiting behavior that made me uncomfortable, and so I put down a boundary, and I stood behind it very firmly, despite how awkward it made every single workday feel. And while I was complaining to a guy friend, without even really thinking about it or understanding what they were saying, their answer was essentially just, oh, well why don't you just give them what they want and then you wouldn't have the problem? Mm. I'm like, I understand that from your point of view, what you think that they want is completely harmless, but that doesn't matter because I am blatantly telling you that I am uncomfortable by this. So why would I just turn around after constantly saying no and defending myself and just give in? What what message is that going to send? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell a story and we can... We can cut this out if you don't want this story we in this. We cut nothing out. Um, we'll see. <laughs> I started dating this this gentleman that I married. And there was a point where right after we started dating, like something happened and we were in a store or something and he walked up behind me and he grabbed my butt. Mm-hmm. We're dating. That's fine. And I was like, no, that's fucking not fine. And he was like, but we're dating. And I was like, and I know that every movie in the world tells you it's fine. But like, one, we're in public and I am uncomfortable with that. Two, my butt, my rules. Mm -hmm. So that's not okay. And like, it was it was innocent. We didn't fight over it. I was just like, yeah, don't don't actually do that. But then I had to step back and be like, has no one ever actually like we first people we ever dated. Then we got married because we're crazy. Um, But like. Has no one at that point ever said, like, yeah, I know every movie is, like, you can grab someone's butt because they're they're your wife or your girlfriend or whatever, but no one has ever stood and said, did anyone tell you that's actually not cool? That's not okay? And it never happened again, and it wasn't a fight, but, like, I, I kind of have to be, like, where did, where did somebody learn that that's just what you do because you're dating? Eons and eons of male behavior. Uh, I'd like to point out Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> we, were, we were talking about uh, how it's he ingrained. At least he was a skunk and no one liked him. Yeah, how it's ingrained in our culture. Oh, yeah. A kid's cartoon from, I don't know, 1950s, 1950s forward. Something like that. Yeah. Pepe Le Pew, a, a cat accidentally gets a stripe painted on her back, and now Pepe Le Pew wants her. And then she's saying no, obviously. Uh, and... The skunk still chases her. So we're watching this as kids at, like, you know, and this is completely innocent. We show it to our one, two-year-old daughters, uh, and And it's every ingrained. single girl on a playground who gets pushed down by a boy or tormented by a boy is told, 
oh, sweetie, it just means that he likes you. You read my mind. And we're supposed to be okay with forms of aggression or unwanted, like, attention indicating that you like me. Mm -hmm. And so I I should be flattered. I should somehow feel really happy that you're tormenting me and making me uncomfortable because at least it's attention from you and I should be so grateful for it. Mm-hmm. I turn that around on, you know, being a teacher, I am around this a lot and I see that. And normally that's where people would say, oh, you know, it's because he likes you. Uh, instead, I always turn around and say to the boy, like, that's not the way you tell a girl you like her. And then they go, what? I don't, I don't. And I'm like, no, you're supposed to be nice and talk to them, not like, you know, do all that and then like freaks them out. But I do see that teaching, you know, when I'm teaching 11, 12, 13 year old, 14 year olds, depending on what time of the year it is. Uh, And we do, I have seen this throughout my teaching career. I've been in a school where there was a young man and he was going around groping people. And actually, no, uh, two separate occasions, now that I'm thinking about it throughout my course of teaching, where that has happened. And I will say to the credits of the schools I was at when those things happened, both boys were expelled for those actions. That's High five. And I'm upset that I'm surprised by that. I'm yeah. Well, now I'm going to give you the bad part of it. So were the, the girls? No. The girls were not. I'm sure they were blamed. Uh, but, yes, one, one of the girls who came forward and had, like, the most evidence, because in both of these cases, it wasn't just one girl. Uh, and the one, one of the girls who did come forward, she was basically targeted for the rest of the year. And... Mm-hmm made to feel bad for what she had done because this kid was on, you know, he was the star of the basketball team. And now the basketball team isn't going to do well because this girl came out and said this. I bet you all their arts programs are doing well. There was the sport for that. Uh, And so, yeah, I have seen that. And, you know, she went through a really shitty situation for coming forward because someone had groped her or that she had seen this kid groped some other girl and it was ridiculous and And having to go through that and then having to go through the, the um, backlash because of that is just absurd. But I, you know, I get that kind of thing all the time. Just, just the other day, a student said to me, well, why can't boys, you know, why do boys dress code say this and girls dress code say this? And I'm like, I have no good answer for you for this one. Because we're in control in control of all of your thoughts and your actions. Mm-hmm. And the way we dress totally is driving you to that. Meanwhile, lots of lesbians out there watch women in, like, tube tops and they don't go and, like, jump them and rape them or anything. So, like, clearly we're being taught something slightly different. And what this whole confirmation is teaching everyone is you can do all those things and then you can still hold one of the highest positions this country has and there will be no consequence for you for the next 30 years he will probably be on the court he's only 53 you are immune to all of those things and yesterday we were watching bill maher with like just We'd recorded it. And Andrew Sullivan made a point about how we're crossing a dangerous line. And this is from a gay man. So, like, let's let's think about this real hard. Crossing a dangerous line from listen to women when they come forward to just just arbitrarily believe them. What are we what precedent are we setting by saying that all women should be believed? The right one, you stupid motherfucker. <sighs> Because the number of false accusations that happen compared to accurate and true accusations are nominal. And I've had a family member, well, family member also termed used loosely, who said, women don't get raped. They just say that so that they can punish powerful men. And when I said, you no longer are allowed to have contact with my daughter because that's not okay. Uh, I was told by other family members that I was being too hard on them, and if something happened to my daughter, this person would be the very first person to jump to her side. And I was like, why? Because he knows her personally, and therefore he would believe her. But all those other women are liars. That's like saying, you're great. You're fine. You're, like, I love black people, black friend I'm talking to. It's just the rest of them that are a problem. Like, no, no. No, there is no exception for, like, a few women might be right, but I think most of you are all dirty, stupid liars. And meanwhile, this this guy's raising a little boy, so that's what's going out into the universe. 
By the way, uh, if you hear any background noise, there are two future strong independent women upstairs. Ignoring, Exercise, ignoring everything we've right. asked them to do. Yeah, we will not silence them. Uh, the, the problem with this is he's, he's on the court now. He's only 53. He's probably going to be there for another 25, 30 years. Maybe he'll have a heart attack and die. <laughs> I mean, fingers I mean, crossed. Yeah, we, we don't want anyone to die. Let's put that out there. We're not um, wishing it like death on people, but we'd be totally okay if it happened. I don't know. There's a small list that I'm, I'm okay with. It's a very liberal point of view, not <laughs> wishing death on other people. He's, he's, Even when they're terrible and they're going to completely I feel skew like you're, the Supreme Court for the next— I am not the ideal liberal person, and I'll be the first one to admit that. <laughs> My views do not represent the whole, and that being said, this whole election cycle has made me— really too comfortable with the thought of people's untimely deaths. I'm not going to lie. I feel like they're over here like the fucking Mikado, like, I've got a little list. A little list. I mean, to go with you on this one, Tori, when uh, Justice Scalia died in Oh, no one was February, sad except for that dog on the Supreme Court on John Oliver's show. The uh, <laughs> When he died in February of Obama's last year, I, I was like, oh, well, this is good news until Mitch McConnell fucked until everyone. <laughs> yeah. And so now there's this 5-4 majority when it shouldn't be, first of all. And we really need to win some elections because Justice Breyer, who is one of the liberals, is 78. Justice Ginsburg is 84. Notorious RBG. I, so I have a – they did that crowdfunding thing for the action figure. And so I've got her sitting on my desk at school. Uh, and I do mention her She's quite like often. My, my tiny little superhero. I want to put her in my pocket and carry her around. So I like that uh, note that's we, – we take notes before the show, or Jason does. And it just says Breyer 78, Ginsburg 84. Like, like it's, it's a, a college score. basketball score. <laughs> <laughs> we should get – they should put those on the back of their – And uh, the woman things. is yeah. winning. Yeah, let's, that's let's right. be honest. Right. She she would be the winner. Uh, and so he's he's on the bench now, and he is going to be making decisions that are going to shape this country for a generation, basically. You know, our daughters will probably be voting age by the time he is off the list, like by the time he's gone. And so he's going to – and this is They'll what they do. past voting age. Yeah. They They'll may, be full-fledged They may be parents. Yeah, their daughters will be voting age yeah. by yeah. then. Yeah. Uh, but this is what the Republicans do. If they choose to have children. They, Just because they're they women does not mean that they're going to have kids. And if their uh, children identify as women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but this is how Republicans do it. They, they gerrymander the districts. They make sure that they get power. Then they put people into the courts to back up their power. So By that they can get necessary. more power. Yeah, it's just a self-feeding cycle. And so he's now, as of today, he's on the court. And this week, they're already going to be looking at cases dealing with immigration, dealing with big companies exposing people to dangerous things like asbestos, uh, dealing with guns. And he is a very conservative justice, and he is going to go this way. And so then it just makes me so angry again when we go back to 2016 and the people who, for a lot of it, for sexist reasons, could not get behind Clinton. You know, they didn't like her uh, for whatever reason. And, you know, I got into got into it with a number of them on social media about this and saying, oh, it doesn't matter. They're just the same. They're not fucking the same. And this is not the same. Not even like the same book. No. And to say that is absurd. It's not even the same genre. <laughs> yeah. So Trump has already put two justices on the course, court. One of which should not have been his. Exactly. Like, That's, we the, need the, the majority. The hypocrisy of this situation is what kills me. The president's final term, we lose a justice. But God forbid he can't nominate one and have them get put on mm-hmm. the court because he's almost out. But a president... That has been under investigation and didn't since win the popular before vote. he came into office mm-hmm. and is known for being <laughs> shady as hell. And these fuck buckets like get to. Lindsey Graham <laughs> getting out there saying things like, well, if you just wanted a person on the Supreme Court, you should have won the election. We fucking did. Yeah, we did <laughs> under Obama. And oh, wait, we did under Clinton. So like suck a ball sack, you little And can I just tell you, we are all aware of how horribly racist this country is. I mean, I say all generally. I mostly mean this room. Um, Maybe our listeners, because I would think that if you weren't aware, you'd probably have stopped listening for a while. Are they just like Jesus's sound bites out of context to make us seem crazy and angry? We all know how 
how racist this country is, but the Clinton election for me highlighted that as a country, we are actually more sexist than we are racist. And that is troubling because we're super racist. Like, I just, I can't wrap my head around that, that there are so many more demonizing things about being a woman right now than anything else. It's like, it's the worst thing that you could be. Like, oh, women are too emotional. Meanwhile, we've got, like, President Cheeto tweeting at fucking Kim Jong-un or whatever in the middle of the night. And that seems pretty emotional. Kavanaugh crying on the fucking stand. But all these women, all these women who are being questioned and tried and under the same amount of pressure, sitting there holding it together like a boss because you know what? When you're in charge of running your life, your children's lives, and sometimes your spouse spouse's wife, life, like, you hold your shit together because bitches get shit done. To be fair, uh, Trump was emotional about North Korea because he's fallen in love with uh, with Kim. <laughs> he's just, he's, they're just in love. And no, it's true. It's true. Uh, <laughs> Speaking no, of people, he's not in love with. The, yeah. But but uh, the, the, you do make a good point about you know Kavanaugh just coming out of the gate with this very partisan attack and crying and yelling and screaming, and then just just putting that up against Clinton. Can I just, can I just say, if the tables were turned and this was a Republican female person being put up mm-hmm. for the trial or whatever, like Sarah for, Palin. Supreme Court, if she had exhibited that behavior, regardless of what she was being accused of, everybody Mm -hmm. would have been like, oh, she's far too emotional to be on the Supreme Court. She she lets her emotions rule her when she's making decisions. But because he was a straight white man who everybody wanted to get behind, regardless of what he was being accused of, he can get as emotional as he wants because he's just defending himself. I mean, that's the... He's overwhelmed by the accusations. That's the arguments that people were making against Clinton, too. Like, oh, she's too emotional. You can't let a woman be president. That's ridiculous. Uh, They don't care about that. what if I got my period and then just nuked Korea? Like, that could happen, right? Yeah. What oh, if- no, I gave that up for Lent. My period does make me very murderous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You gave your period up for Lent? Yeah. I didn't know you could do that. Lent just ended. or never ended for me, though. Like, yeah. no, there's medication. It's a thing. Like, oh, you can nice. just... See? Dudes don't know how, how girl parts work. Better living through chemistry. <laughs> uh, well, for now, because they might take it away. I've actually considered buying a whole... Bu- like, what is the expiration date on, like, Plan B? If I bought a ton of it and then, like, after all this shit goes down, I just gave it to people, like, as a community service. Is that okay? It's like the sponge on Seinfeld (laughs) where they discontinued the sponge and Elaine only used the contraceptive sponge. (laughs) She had to go out and bought, bought, like, a couple cases. So we're going to have to rifle through these next topics. (laughs) Or we could just make it, like, the hour and however long it takes That's true. We don't have to get through all of them. It's the the hour hour times two. (laughs) We're very Uh, chatty. So, uh... Women. So speaking I didn't of, say it. I did not say it. I I'm saw so your sorry. face. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just have to say because you brought that up. I, I work for everybody listening that doesn't know me. As a house painter, it's low key but a manual labor job, and something that most people who run into us a don't expect a young, younger end of the millennial to be doing because none of us want to work hard, and they don't expect it to be a female. I mean, I, I heard. That all you really want is avocado toast. How do you have time to paint and eat your avocado toast? Do you know how expensive avocados are? And and plus, do you much have to work for avocado toast? <laughs> I like nice things. Okay. And and, and I'm not I heard that you don't. I heard you don't like. So at least let me have my goddamn avocado toast. I heard you don't like nice things. Like you're not buying houses and. Diamonds and Applebee's. What's wrong with you? Why do you hate America? Can we save the millennial debate for another episode? All right, yes, yes, yes. But also, <laughs> my point being, no one's going to Applebee's. I'm it's not work, just millennials. Doing my job, not uh-huh. really paying attention in a house. A separate, older, white male contractor showed up for a different job and spent the first 15 minutes in this house chatting with the owner, which, whatever, like you should have a personal relationship with people you work with. That's fine. And then turns the corner and sees me working and was like, oh, wow, you got a you got a woman working and she's quiet? That's crazy. Something along the lines. I'm just like, excuse the fuck out of me. I don't even know you. I'm doing my fucking job. You just sit there talking for an hour. Well, that was part bullshit. of his job. You know, he has to, you know, smooth the customer. Did you know that uh, men are more likely to shit at work than women are? Fuck that. I shit at work as much as I can. I get paid for it. And that's, that's why, why men, men do it. it. That's... <laughs> In strangers' houses, nonetheless. 
Speaking of people living in a stranger's house. <laughs> Poor Mania. I tried to I tried to make this transition. She did, she did the transition and, and I fucked it up. It. I, yeah, no problem. I was like, I want to go back we to the said. You were angry. <laughs> you were. Uh, so Melania, she's out doing something. She's she was in Egypt. Oh, uh, yeah, she's been in Africa. Yeah, she's moving around. And so she gave an interview where she said that she doesn't always agree with Trump's tweets. She said, I do not always agree with what he tweets, and I tell him that. I give my honest opinion and honest advice. Sometimes he listens, and sometimes he doesn't, but I have my own voice and my opinions. And it's very important that I express what I feel. Methinks she dost protest too much. <laughs> well, right after that, she went on to say that she supports Kavanaugh, so. Oh, Ugh. <laughs> What a speaking of bad jobs for women. Uh, how about that job? That's a terrible. Like, can can we get her a different I, job? Everyone feels so bad for her. I don't like her. Okay, I yeah. disagree with her, but, but I like, pay her. She I worry could about just her. leave. Divorce is a thing. Can you leave with someone like Trump? Every one of his other wives has. Yeah, but like, <laughs> he's got Secret Service. Like, he's got more control, I think, than in other situations. I mean, we've just been talking about how terrible, like. I will always support. Okay, save it, Patty Hearst. I don't need her Stockholm syndrome today. I will always support women getting out of abusive situations, but at the same time, we always preach that you cannot blame the woman for not taking herself out of an abusive situation because we don't really know Mm -hmm. what's going on behind when all the cameras are shut off and the doors are closed. Mm -hmm. And President Toadstool Dick, like, I'm sure he. But I feel like that tell all that she could give people would give her some insulation. Oh, yeah, there's got to be a book, right? Like, that's going to, that's I don't know. I, there's probably also a prenup that has, like, a non-disclosure agreement or something ridiculous on there. Like, no, you need to sign this, otherwise you're not going to do it. Yeah. I don't want to hear what you have to say. Uh, that's uh, on the subject of strong, independent women. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, uh, what were you going to say? Uh, I was, I was gonna... She was transitioning for you and you didn't <laughs> run it over. I was, I was teeing it up so that she could continue it. The, Normally uh, I ruin the these. The co-winner... Of the Nobel Peace Prize. I was honestly pleasantly surprised to hear about this on the news this week. Winning it for uh, not only escaping being a sex slave of the Islamic State, but then turning around and fighting it and getting a Nobel Peace Prize for trying to stop sexual violence as being a war crime, which is obviously a huge deal. But you have to think, this is something that's been going on as long as war has been going on. It's oh, a yeah. human construct. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's a, like, I feel like it's even more of a bigger deal to acknowledge what she's taking on than people are even giving her credit for. And that being said, she just won the Nobel Peace Prize for it. Like, mm-hmm. she's getting the credit, and it's It's still a big thing. Incredible. Yeah, so her name is uh, Nadia Murad, I believe. Uh, she's 25. She is from the northern region of Iraq. And... Uh, in her village, they were ISIS came in. They separated the men from the women. They took the men out and executed them. The women, women were sent to a slave market. Uh, she got sold to a judge, an ISIS judge, and you know was forced into sexual slavery. Uh, eventually, she made it out, and she was able to write an autobiography on it to bring attention to this and you know try and stop this as a weapon of war. Uh, and that's. Quite a story. She was able to get the State Department to recognize uh, the genocide of her people at the hands of the... The Yazidi minority. Yeah. So that's a great, great thing. She had to share it, but... But also, like, again, we live in a world where this is happening to women all the time, Mm -hmm. and no one's really raising a torch for it. No one's going, hey, lots of women being enslaved and raped like there's it's like literature like it's like there's this weird mystical like throwback to the idea of like the harem Mm. and like it's so exotic and weird and cool and nobody stops to go those bitches were slaves they didn't get a choice but like yeah i mean if you go right next door to saudi arabia you know they've just recently lift some restrictions like women can now drive there but other than that, it's still Dream pretty. Big ladies. Yeah, it's still pretty similar. Where you know, culturally, it's not as open. Uh, so like, some people, I'm sure, are fine with that kind of. You know, there are religious people who are conservative here in this country as well, and they're fine with the idea of, you know, 
being more conservative, but a lot of women don't want that. I and just read this article about how evangelical women are brought up to basically say, like, yeah, Brett Kavanaugh did have a right to do that because they go to these very conservative, like, schools and things, and people will walk up and say, you need to dress differently because I can't control my thoughts around you. And they truly believe that, like, from a doctrine standpoint and from their religious leadership standpoint, they are at fault for traumatizing these poor men. And so kudos to this woman for bringing that to to light, for, you know, fighting that good fight, for doing all of this very important work that she's doing. But the cynic in me says, where is it going to get us in the long run? I mean, she's making a difference. It's a small difference. And yes, every small difference does help. But I feel like we need a much bigger bat to swing. I don't disagree. At the patriarchy. Yeah, burn it down. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Well, I mean, speaking of things that are burning it down, France recently this month, or within the last month, uh, they passed a law that made it illegal. It outlawed sexual harassment on streets. I don't so, care. Uh, no, no whistling, no insulting, no intimidating. Uh, if you do, you're getting a 750 euro fine immediately. I'm pretty but, sure rape is illegal too, but... Uh, and when you go well, in bars, that's, that's not on the street, so does it make a difference? Uh, related to that, so you just mentioned, mentioned that. In addition to this law, they also finally made it illegal to have sex with someone who's under 15. Jesus that was Christ. that was not legal in France. Uh, so now it can be considered rape if it's someone under 15. Uh, and it all got it all came to light because or you know the thing that kind of focused everyone was this woman named Marie Legrand. Legrand. It's my best guess. I, I took Spanish, so uh, anyway, she was uh, she was out, and some guy whistled at her, and she told him to shut up, and he punched her in the face. So you know, because what we do affects you guys. Like telling you no is our fault. Like how dare you say no to me? And there are women who get killed for saying no. I'm not interested. They Regularly. walk out of a bar, and somebody attacks them and kills them. Like, yeah. Because at the end of the day, men are entitled to what they want, and women should just shut up and take it. Even higher percentage of trans women experience that violence, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, And related that the law also included an increase in the number of years on the deadline of reporting rape. I think this might have been specifically for underage victims. Uh, But before it was 18 years, and now it's 30 years. And, and that was one of the things that you know, I had some students. This was on – we watched a student news show in class occasionally. And one of the episodes we were watching, they were talking about Brett Kavanaugh. And they were talking about that. And I had these guys in my class who were like, well, Mr. Barry, uh, it's been 30 years. Why didn't they come forward sooner than that? You know, If they come forward sooner, there would have been more evidence. And I said, no, it's still going to be his word against her word. It's still going to be the same amount of evidence, and she's still probably going to be treated the same way. You, you know, and this is also a traumatic event. A lot of people just want to get past it and not talk about it. They live years and years and years before they finally talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, thirty years is not surprising to me in the least. Uh, and they couldn't wrap their heads around that idea. And it's like, well, it's because that's not something that's happened to you, and you have no idea how you would react. Until it has. So. so so here's a question that I have for you, white men. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you guys contribute for a second. Um, <laughs> but I always hear these these dads who are like, Oh, if that happened to my daughter, I would but like daughter, sister, mother, father, lover. sister, it's it's just your family <laughs> members. But also like, oh, my daughter's like not gonna go through that. I'd cut that guy's arms off or I would do whatever, like Does it make you nervous, now that you both have daughters, to know that you could carry that, I would kill that that guy if he did that torch, but that you don't really have control, because you're fathers of daughters, not of sons, to say, hey, you don't get to do that to ladies, and that there aren't enough people teaching their sons that? I mean, I know, Jeff, you have friends who have boys. And they are likely teaching their sons this. But, like, I would argue you probably know an equal number of people 
who are not teaching those sort of things to their sons. I know, Jason, you very specifically know of people who are not teaching those things to their sons. So, like, does that make you nervous? And not as, like, a, I would would cut his arms off, I'm a super protective dad, but, like, don't you wish you didn't have to be? In a perfect world, we wouldn't wouldn't have to um, teach our daughters to protect themselves. And in a perfect world, I wouldn't have to lock my door. But I'm going to teach my daughter that she has to protect herself around everyone, but especially at night and by herself and and things like that. Um, and it's not in a, a victim-blaming kind of way, uh, but it's in a sort of uh, a self-defense kind of way. And if I could control everybody who my daughter spent time with, I would make sure she wouldn't spend time with uh, these men that were raised by these people who didn't teach them these things. But unfortunately, once they're out in the world, even now that she's, you know, my daughter's in like pre-kindergarten and she's out there now and I have no control unless she tells me. So I've done plenty of things from the beginning, um, like uh, make sure that she knows like what the proper words for her body are. Because apparently a lot of women and girls weren't taught like, the word vagina until they were Ooh. much older. Ooh, That's I, your no-no square. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I had read and that women have some people really this, still think that's a dirty word, vagina. Yeah. You shouldn't say they it. have, the women have, you know, head, shoulders, knees, and toes, but there's this, like, blank area that it's no one ever talks hole. about. And, it's because yeah. you can't see it. I think that that's a challenge for women, and I actually had a friend who, like, was, he had several drinks one night and was like, I literally, until this moment, didn't realize women can't see their own vaginas. And I was like... <laughs> Well, when you think about it, since, you know, as we're talking about men don't know women's bodies, the <laughs> vagina is the inside. <laughs> like, everything on the outside. It's, it's up that's in. labia. That's the clitoris. But we still the can't see it, really. The inside. I mean, my daughter calls it her front butt because it has a crack like her back butt does. <laughs> like, she can't she can't accept that there's some, some other name for that. <laughs> we tell her she just doesn't give a crap. <laughs> I love that Front Bunt is going to be sitting on some server <laughs> in, like, the Mojave Desert for decades now. <laughs> but, but going back to your point, it makes me think of a graphic that I've seen reproduced many times at this point on the Internet, of course, of simply just a hand clutching their keys and one key coming through in between each knuckle. And it just says, aren't you sick of walking home like this? Mm-hmm. And it it. It's so relevant and it hits me so hard because I have been that person walking alone to my car at night in a city with my keys clutched that way, thinking, all right, if somebody pops out of that doorway, if somebody ends up behind me, like, what am I going to do? Whereas if I were a guy walking my car, I would be thinking about the beer I'm going to open when I get home and what's going on tomorrow or the score of some game or the book that you're reading or the Mm. painting that you're painting, like – they just at, at most, they don't realize it takes a lot of mental space to be a lady and think about those and things. And it's constant. Mm-hmm. You don't have a day that goes by for the most part where you don't have one of these thoughts of just constantly trying to preemptively think of these things in case they happen because it is a very real possibility. Mm-hmm. At most we think like, oh, someone may like take our wallet. You know, maybe punch us in the face. Yeah. But like, if you think about being robbed, typically you just think about being robbed. If you're yeah. a woman, you think about being robbed and raped. Robbed mm-hmm. and raped and killed. Mm-hmm. Robbed and what? You know, there's always that and, and it's it's so mm-hmm. pervasive. And no. we're not we're not perfect either as, as a gender. Like, I would say that there are moments when I've been like, why was she in that place if, like, you, mm-hmm. she should have known better? Or our university sent out alerts, like, whenever a crime would happen— um, they would tell you what the crime was because there was murder on campus and they got in a lot of trouble. So they needed to tell people what was going on. And um, there was a girl who was sexually assaulted. I think she was raped by t- some guys in a car. They offered her a ride. They pulled her into the car. They raped her. She got out of the car and started walking to leave. And they said to her, okay, we're, we're sorry. We're sorry. Get in the car. We'll give you a ride. She got back in the car and they raped her again. And in that moment, I was like, why would you get back in that car? But, you know, I was 19, 20 when I thought those things. And now I'm like, well, what if they had a gun? Like, do we know why she got back in the car? I don't know. Maybe she needed to. But, like, I just sat there thinking, what a stupid woman. And I'm kind of a dick for that. But I I recognize that women 
have those moments just as much as men do. I just think men have them more. I've heard. um, I just contradicted myself. Erase that. For lack of a better word, a philosophy of thought on that idea of sometimes you have those thoughts and whether it's down the road or immediately following, you might think like, holy shit, why did I just think that? That's so terrible. Be it based on gender, based on race, based on whatever. And the idea that I heard was that sometimes that first thought you have is what society teaches you to think. And that second thought is like what you actually think about it. Mm-hmm. And I, as horrible as it is to sometimes have those thoughts, I think it's that much more important that you are constantly checking yourself and thinking, you know, like, yeah, what was she doing in that car? But also, like, why were they raping her repeatedly? Mm-hmm. Like, in what I'll never understand in what world that is just okay in anybody's mind. Yeah. I cannot wrap my head around it. Well, hopefully the the good news is in less than 30 days there's an election. By the time you're listening to this, go it vote. is go vote, yes. go vote. You have to vote, and the Make good. Make sure you're registered. Yeah. By like tomorrow. At this, at this rate, can you still get registered? Till the eighth. You have until the ninth. All right, so that's like tomorrow, right? Today's tomorrow. the seventh. Or today's you the seventh. So Tuesday. Monday, uh, yeah, Tuesday, and at a lot of a lot of women are running, and this is great. There needs to be more. The Congress has never had more than a quarter of the House or Senate be female, even though they make up a little over half of our um, population. Uh, And right now there's only 107 women in the entire Congress of 435 senators or 435 representatives and 100 senators, only 100 of them. So like that's like 20 percent. So a lot of women are running. There's hundreds are out there. There's a good number that are expected to win like uh, Alexandria – Ocasio-Ortez. Yes. Uh, or is it Cortez? It's Ortez, right? I think I, it's Ortez. That's what I thought. Uh, so there, she's expected to win. She's going to be a great voice in there. Uh, there's a number of governors who are running, females who are running for governor. So hopefully we get some some big changes to get all of people. And like, if you can't vote for a lady. At least vote for a Democrat. At least vote for a Democrat. <laughs> like vote for Beto O'Rourke. Vote for a guy who's going to say, hey, Maybe we shouldn't rape ladies. Just It's a crazy thought. It's a really low out. threshold for someone to hit, but like I feel like if we can just aim there. The bar is so low. So low. It's so you could like low. step over it. There's no pole vaulting. Like just just be a decent human. That's all. There I aren't any with Republican behind for. their name usually, but like let's try. Awkward silence and Ronan agrees. Punctuated by my dog. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks for being we here, ladies. We we did make it through the list. That was our final little conversation. Yeah. So, what did we learn today? Uh, we learned that Melania has a voice, and it doesn't always agree with Trump, except when it's Brett Kavanaugh. We learned that silence is golden. <laughs> Especially from a uh, white man. Right. Uh, yeah. We learned that if you're going to be victimized in some sort of horrible atrocity, the best thing you can do is turn it around and fight against it, and then maybe you'll win a Nobel Prize for it. Uh, we learned that we really need to send some, like, probiotics and, like, any any kind of health care, maybe a... You know, something got something to to Justice Ginsburg. We gotta keep her alive. Mm. Like, hang on there. She does she does her exercises. She's she's doing her best. At the very least, we gotta get Kagan and uh, Briar some like uh, some ropes so they can weaken that Bernie's it in the event <laughs> that something happens. So <laughs> we we learned that Jeff didn't know a vagina could fall out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Okay, and this hour has been 58 minutes. Well, that was fun. Thanks for listening. You can catch us at thehourpod at gmail.com, on Twitter at thehourpod. In the future, you can catch us on YouTube. And if you'd like your identity stolen, you can see us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thehourpod. All right, so I don't want to, like, speak out of turn here. Uh... And I feel weird even saying it, but sometimes, like, I want to have a friendly conversation 
with someone like at the bank or uh, like a server at a restaurant without her bringing up her boyfriend or thinking that I'm interested in her. You know, I, I think that's fair. And in the same vein, I would really like to just be a friendly, normal human being to people without them thinking that I'm interested in them. Oh, oh sorry. 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 And and I'd really like to just walk to my car without surveying the whole parking lot to see if somebody's going to attack me. Oh, sorry. Sorry. And also not having to say that I have a boyfriend because it only matters if another man owns me. It doesn't matter if I don't want the attention. Sorry. So sorry. Sorry. And I'd like to sometimes just get socks for Christmas instead of pepper spray from my dad. Sorry. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. So sorry. 